0: Our scripture lesson is found in Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40, and I'm reading to you from the Passion Translation. After Peter and John had testified and taught the word of God in that city, they returned to Jerusalem, stopping at many Samaritan villages along the way to preach the hope of the gospel. Then the Lord's angel said to Philip, Now go south from Jerusalem on the desert road to Gaza. And he immediately on his assignment. Along the way he encountered an Ethiopian who believed in the God of the Jews, who was the minister of finance for Candace, queen of Ethiopia. He was on his way home from worshiping God in Jerusalem. As he rode along in his chariot, he was reading from the scroll of Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, "'Go and walk alongside the chariot.' So Philip ran to catch up. As he drew closer, he overheard the man reading from the scroll of Isaiah, the prophet. Philip asked him, "'Sir, do you understand what you're reading?' The man answered, how can I possibly make sense of this without someone explaining it to me? So he invited Philip up into his chariot to sit with him. The portion from Isaiah he was reading was this. He was led away to the slaughter like a lamb to be offered. He was like a lamb that is silent before those who sheared him. He never opened his mouth. In his loneliness, justice was stripped away from him and who could fully express his struggles for his life was taken from the earth. The Ethiopian asked Philip, please, can you tell me who the prophet is speaking of? Is it himself or another man? Philip started with this passage and shared with him the wonderful message of Jesus. As they were traveling down the road, the man said, look, here's a pool of water. Why don't I get baptized right now? Philip replied, if you believe with all your heart, I'll baptize you. The man answered, I believe that Jesus is the anointed one, the son of God. The Ethiopian stopped his chariot, And they went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, Philip was suddenly snatched up by the Spirit of the Lord and instantly carried away to the city of Ashdod, where he reappeared, preaching the gospel in that city. The man never saw Philip again. He returned to Ethiopia uh, full of great joy, Philip, however, traveled on to all the towns of that region, bringing them the good news until he arrived at Caesarea. Let's pray. Bless, O Lord, the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. You guys are a little lucky this morning since it's Confirmation Sunday and so really, really full, you get a sermonette. (laughs) (laughs) And part of what I want to share this morning with our confirmands is that you are made the way you are made for a reason. With all of your gifts and your graces, you are as diverse and wonderfully made as they come. When I stop and reflect over my youth and how I grew up, I realize that I have my father's infinite amount of patience and welcome. I have my mother's backbone She was a person of tremendous courage who, at the age of 60, did a header into a plate glass door, broke her neck, wound up spending three months in a halo, a number of months in rehab with only one side coming back with any strength, and yet she went on to work for the next 10 years, living in a wheelchair at home and with braces during the day at work. She was made of more spit and vinegar and duct tape than the average bear. I have my sister Bunny's love of nature I remember her coming home and me showing her the 25-cent snake I bought from Ricky Black because she loved all things critter and she made me turn it loose because mama would kill it. I had to turn the crayfish out too. I had my sister Paula's sense of adventure and magic. She used to pour cold milk over chocolate ice cream, and when it frosted, we thought she did that. (laughs) She was magic in her bones, and there's a part of me that has that with my own grandchildren now. I'm just here to tell you that the way you are made comes from so many who have been a part of your lives, and the magic that you are is meant as a gift. That's what happens when our Philip is being given the gift of the Spirit and he has led from the safety of Jerusalem out into the community to spread the gospel when I'm telling you he would have been safer and among better company if he'd stayed at home. And yet the Spirit was in him and drove him out towards Caesarea on the road to Gaza, where the Spirit of God was already moving and working in the life of the Ethiopian. Now, Luke puts this story in our scripture lesson this morning for a very good reason. We're going to sit around and wonder what God's plans are for our lives. And you're going to wonder at times if what you're thinking is somehow made up. Philip must have wondered what it was in God that was driving him out to call and care for those who were extended beyond The life of the gospel, because that gospel, as it was growing and expanding, was going through diverse people and communities and traditions and genders and ethnic relationships and languages, and it was getting hard. Translating the gospel among people of different experiences was causing difficulty, and that difficulty was beginning to define the church, not the gospel. I'm here to ask you to keep your hearts connected to the heart of God, to follow what God is asking and leading in your heart, because it's going to make a difference in those you encounter. I want you to know that Luke, when this story would have been read, would have communicated to his people that the fight was on. You see, this Ethiopian is a man of dark-skinned color. He doesn't belong in the temple, and he's, a, he's a, an officer of the queen's court, and therefore he's been castrated and made a eunuch. Either one of those reasons would have kept him out of the temple, and yet there's something about him that longs to understand, and it is Philip's gift that meets him for that understanding. The gospel tells him to follow the verbs. Go. you got to go and carry the gospel wherever God is leading you. And the gospel is what you take, not the baggage. Did you know that in our own little Goshen Elementary, there are 35 nations represented. 15 different languages, and every continent on the face of this earth represented except Antarctica. There's a mission field all around us, and I'm standing here today telling you that all that I've experienced would not equip me for knowing how to carry the gospel in that kind of a setting. Philip didn't have it either. All he had was the call and claim of God upon his life to go and allow the spirit to work with him. And so the second verb that he invites is to join. Join up and be a part of it work with him, help him understand. And he climbs into the chariot and that famous question goes, do you get it? Do you know about whom you were reading? And he said, how can I, unless you explain it. So here begins the sharing of the gospel. Now I don't know how it got from Uh, Isaiah's suffering servant text all the way to Jesus's ministry death and resurrection how long it took or how he got there all I know is that he finally got there and the Ethiopian looks at him and says I've got to believe can you baptize me now What will happen in the lives of others if we choose not to take up God's call and join each other in the translation of the gospel? It's said that Helen Keller once, uh, when she was finally able to uh, understand past her blindness and lack of hearing, that someone, I wish I knew who, someone offered her an understanding of who Jesus Christ was. And her response was this, somehow I knew there had to be a person like that. You see, our bones long to belong to God and it's our gift then to translate it by going out and sharing the gospel and joining up and living with who we are, the explanation of the gospel. We're then to join and to listen and to ask and to share, to be able to translate it with our lives. I know you heard earlier in the announcements that we're dealing with Pack Shack, which is an organization that helps you pack meals at 25 cents a meal. Now, if you can just get over imagining that, who feeds a family of four for 25 cents? Well, on that day, you remember she said $3,000 is the goal. Did you know a thousand of that came from the vision of our children and youth? who with their lives intend to make it real? Now when those meals come together, let's do the math. 25 cents into $3,000 gives us 12,000 meals. uh, Multiply that by four, 48,000 tummies. And when that food goes out, it's not going to ask, are you white? Are you Muslim? Are you Jewish? Are you Republican? Are you polka-dotted? It's only going to see the hunger that exists within people's lives, and it's going to deal with it by sharing the gospel. Let's join with those around us, with the community. Let's go and walk alongside others as diverse and wonderful as they are. Let's listen and ask questions, build relationships, and share God's love because it's your life that's going to translate God to another. Thanks be to God. Amen.